0: This is Pastor Aaron at Oasis Baptist Church, and thank you for checking us out online. I pray that this message is an encouragement to you. Hello. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lord. All right, all right. That's great. You remember. Okay, we are in Africa. (laughs) We're in Africa now. So, uh, hopefully i have been blessed with the music, amen. And uh, this time, you are going to hear uh, from me. And actually, we're going to hear from God above everything. So we're going to hear from God, all of us. Uh, But before I go any further, shall we just bow down our heads and pray? Father Lord, we are so thankful for your grace, Lord. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us on the cross. And thank you for bringing us this far, Lord. God, I just pray that you speak through me. I decrease that you may increase. I know, Lord, God Almighty, this is uh, lots of people. We gather here because of you, Jesus Christ. Now, just, I just pray that you loosen my tongue. Lord, if there's anyone who is yet to be enlightened with, a, with your word, with the gospel, I pray that today is the day. If there's anyone who discouraged, today's the day to be encouraged. Father, if there's anyone who wants to take the step of faith, today's the day. Now, Lord, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, As you can tell, my accent is different from your accent. So so if I mispronounce some of the words, it's not my fault. (laughs) Right? Yeah, because there's a software which is going on in my mind, translating from my mother tongue into English. And as you can know, that English is uh, one of the difficult languages. You know, lots of exceptions and the rules. So, But we are not going to miss out what God has for us today. Amen? So, relax. I know the Holy Spirit is going to uh, interpret the word to you as I I speak, as I share with us. Um, How many minutes do I have? Because I can go like one hour (laughs) and 30 minutes. All right, all right. I'm kidding. So, (laughs) I'm kidding. People are like, hmm... What time are we going to go home? All right. Uh, Thank you so much for your home welcome. And uh, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, We don't take it for granted. And uh, we pray that, indeed, you are going to connect with us as uh, Voices of Zambia. You're going to connect with Africa. You're going to connect with the church back in Africa. So we have just experienced how heaven will be because in heaven we have people from different background different background so in heaven also there will be joy day and night there will be no more pain and sufferings that we see around us in the world so this is the this is the hope that we have we who have accepted Jesus Christ and also this is the message we have to deliver to the world those who are still help hopeless so that they can receive this message of hope that we have as Christians. Because we know that there's a, there's a good life coming ahead of us. God has granted us that eternal life. So at this moment, uh, my name is Gift, just like a gift, just like a present. Some people, they say, oh, just like a Christmas gift? So I said, okay, yeah, Christmas gift. So that's uh, my name. Um, I'm a graduate from Ambassador International University. I'm so grateful for God as the opportunity has given me to study his word. And also, uh, I've been coming to the States. This is my my fifth time traveling with the Voices of Zambia. And uh, this is also my last time traveling with the Voices of Zambia. Uh, Let's hope maybe in future God can open other opportunities to come here and just stay in touch with uh, churches. And uh, whenever I go back... Uh, I'll be getting married in June 27th. So, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, very excited. Very excited. All right. um, Without uh, taking a lot of time on that, uh, I'm going to share with you uh, my story. Everyone of us has the story to share. Amen? Everyone of us has a story to share. So, today it's... uh, the day that has been appointed that I should stand in front of you and just share my story with you, how God found me. So as I share uh, my story, I've got two stories that I'm going to share with you. Uh, One story is, of course, my story, and the other story is the story of this person who changed me, Jesus Christ. It's not about me, but it's about him who changed my life. It's about Jesus Christ who changed my life and who changed your life so uh but before that there's this word that I will be I will be referring to a lot as I'll be sharing my story and this word is worship so I just want to briefly just uh explain something about this word uh now the word worship uh it it, it simply means to ascribe worthiness to something it simply means to ascribe worthiness to something. So that's a simple uh, meaning of the word worship. But if when we go in the Bible, the general meaning of this word it means to attribute honor, uh, reverence, and adoration to God. That's a general meaning. Uh, biblical meaning to attribute, honor, reverence, and adoration to who to God. Uh, I want to give you an example. When we go back home in Africa, uh, if you have been to Africa before, in Africa we still have um, we still have traditional leaders like chiefs. We still have traditional leaders in some part of areas. So these chiefs they are, they are given lots of respect. and when you go to the chief, just like if you're a mayor person, or even the president, if the president go to the chief, they always give respect, a lot of respect to the chief. Because their kingship or their chief uh, chieftainess, no one can take it away from them. It's, it's theirs. It runs through the family. So even if the president goes there, they give respect to this chief, and they bow down in showing honor and respect to the, uh, to the king or to the chief. So what we see uh, in, in Christianity also, uh, we have got this king, who is the king of kings, the lord of lords, the creator of the entire universe, and this is the person that we worship. And this person is God. This is the person that we worship. We give him glory and honor. Actually, we worship God for who he is. Uh, there's some confusion that happens. Uh, we think of, uh, when we think of praise, we think of, it's, it's the same as worship. Praise is, uh, is, the, is, the, is the element also of worship, but praise actually, it simply means, in general, it, in general means, it simply means uh, giving honor and glory to God for what he has done, for what he has done, but worship, you worship God for who he is, his nature, because of who he is. So before I wanted to share my story, that's the thing that I just wanted to share with us a little bit. Um, as I share my story. So, uh, I'm the second born in the family of 13. So, I have got 13 siblings in this family. And uh, my dad, he's a polygamist. He has uh, four ladies, four wives. And my mom happens to be the first wife. So, I've got uh, half brothers and sisters from my dad's side and from these, my stepmoms. But when it comes to my mom, I'm the only child. I'm the only child. I'm the only son. So, now in this family also, my dad is a witch doctor. So, growing up as a young boy, we used to worship idols. Growing up as a young boy, we used to worship idols. You can imagine growing up in that kind of background. I know uh, some of you, you're not familiar with uh, witch doctors, but let me just give, uh, explain a little bit who is witch doctor. When we go back home, a witch doctor is a person in the community uh, whom people, they respect, who's believed to have uh, uh, spiritual powers. Uh, if you are sick, you can go to them, and consult what is the problem. Or if you want maybe to succeed in life, you're not doing well in your business, you go to the witch doctor, you say, hey, do you mind if you can help me out uh, with my business? Then the witch doctor will give you juju or charms to help you improve in your businesses. So definitely, actually, the witch doctor in the community is like a a spiritual... uh, Person who guides people in the spiritual matters. If things are going wrong, people always run to the witch doctor. So this is the kind of background where I grew up. We believed in the idols. We believed in these uh, spiritual uh, uh, idols. So every year, we used to have ceremonies uh, and the. We we could kill animals in order to praise these ancestral spirits, in order to praise the spirits. So that continued as I was growing up. That continued, and I liked that because that's a kind of background that I was brought up. Just like any other person who's born in an unchristian family, you are just born there. You have never heard the gospel. So that's the kind of background that I grew up. I grew up in this kind of uh, background. I never heard the gospel. All I knew is that we have to worship these idols. We have to give respect to these spirits. So that continued, and I, I loved that. So, but as the years went by, God is good. Amen? God is good. He stepped in in this family. He came in this family to change the story. Because God is a life changer. Because God is a story changer. So, when I was young, it all started with my grandmother. My grandmother, she came to faith. That's the mother to my mom. She came to faith Later on, my mom also followed. She also came to faith. Now, guess what what happened in this, in, in, the, in this family when my mom came to faith. Confusion now started. Confusion started because my mom now stopped participating in the rituals that were going on at home. She stopped worshiping idols. My dad told mom that I'm your husband. As long as I'm your husband and you are at this house, you are going to participate in these programs that were going on at home. My mom said, no, I cannot worship two guys at the same time. So that led to a big difference between mom and dad. So now my dad decided to go to the church where my mom used to go and won the church leadership that if you are going to let my wife come into this church, I'll come at night and set this church on fire. So he, my dad went to the church where my mom used to go and warned the church leadership that if you are going to let my wife continue coming to this church, I'll come at night and set this church on fire. So that's how now the church leadership got to sit down together with my mom and my dad. So they ended up uh, advising my mom to obey my dad. Then they told my mom that, we believe that one day your husband will allow you to start going to church again. So my mom that year stopped going to church. But one thing my mom never did is to go back and start giving respects and worshiping these idols. She never participated to any rituals that were going on at home she said, I cannot worship two guys at the same time. Wow! Well, because of that now, my dad he was very angry, and he decided now because of the sharp dispute uh, that led now to the separation my mom had to go and stay with my uncle, my dad remained. So now in that year, I remained with my, my dad and my stepmoms. So Life there became difficult for me to stay with my dad and my stepmoms. I stopped going to school. Uh, All I could do is to go in the bush because I was born in the village. I got in the bush and take care of the animals, the cows. So I don't know who took the message when they saw how I was living with my stepmom and my dad. The message reached my grandmother. And that's how my grandmother, the mother to my mom, she came over now my dad and said, I'm going to take my grandchild and uh, she was a believer. I don't know how my dad accepted it, accepted it because my dad would not allow any of his children to go and stay somewhere else but because God is good he knew what he was doing behind the scene. my dad allowed my grandmother that I should go and stay with her and the she was a Christian. One Sunday morning, she invited me to go with her to church. Now, when I was staying with my mom, because my dad would not allow me to go to church with my dad, I would see my mom pray every time we, we go to bed, and every time she would be reading God's word. But she would not sit me down to share with me the gospel. But that time when I went to stay with my grandmother, and she invited me to go with her to church, and that Sunday morning, that's when I heard that Jesus Christ is the only one who is worthy to be worshipped. And that he died for me because of my sins. He died for me because of my sins. And that if only I place my faith in him, I believe in him, I will have eternal life, I will have everlasting life. And that Sunday morning, at the end of the message, I was convicted. I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I was filled with joy and even now I'm filled with joy because I know that my life is secure in the hands of Jesus Christ. And I no longer worship idols anymore, but I worship Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm so grateful for what God has done in this family. So it started with my grandmother, followed with my mom, and then it came to me. One thing I've come to learn, when God wants to do something, He starts with an individual. When God wants to do something, it starts with an individual. We remember the testimony of Moses. His family never used to go to church. But when he was invited by his friend to go to church, and when he gave his life to Christ, then later on he preached to his family, and now his family, all his family, they go to church. So, this is what we see even in the Bible. When God wanted to deliver the children of Israel, it started with Moses. When God wanted to come up with the nation of Israel, it started with Abraham. When God wanted to save the humankind, Jesus Christ was sent to come and save him. So, you might be here today and you are wondering if God can use you, You're wondering if God can save you. I'm telling you that it starts with you. All you need to do is to say, here I am God. I know you are going to lead me. Uh, Then the other thing that I want us to, to ask ourselves, have we ever asked ourselves, why do we have so many religions in this world? Have you ever wondered before? Why do we have so many religions in this world? Why? Why we have so many religions in this world? As I was just doing the research, I came to... The researcher said there are more than 42,000 religions in this world. More than uh, 42,000 religions in this world. Now, here's the answer to this question. It's because man was created to worship God. It's because you and me, we were created to worship God. So man is in search of something greater to worship. Man is in search for something greater to worship. Because worship, it gives you satisfaction. So if you have never found the true worship, you will never be satisfied. And only Jesus Christ, only God can fill that gap that we have in us. It's not money. It's not worshiping our, our idols, our ancestral spirits. None of these, but the only one who can satisfy your life, the only one who can fill your life, is Jesus Christ. So that's the reason why God created that that emptiness in us, always seeking for something greater to worship. The question is, have you found that something greater to worship? Are you satisfied with what you worship? I was not satisfied. We lived in fear when we were worshiping idols. But I'm not afraid anymore, even, to, even if I die today, because I know that my life is secure in the hand of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ saved me. Amen. Amen. When we read the Bible, let's, let's look at the indicators that shows that man was created to worship. There are a lot of indicators that shows that man was created to worship. We have got lots of religions in this world. You can name them all. We have got Hinduism, Islam, all those kind of religions. But also when we go in the Bible, we find that Paul is giving us the indicator that shows that you and me, we were created to worship. And therefore, we have to find this greater God, this this God who can only fill that void in us, is the one who is worthy to be worshipped. Uh, paraphrasing it, when we read the book of uh, Acts chapter 17, um, we are going to read verse uh, 30 and 31. But before those verses, what we see is Paul in Athens. As Paul was passing by in Athens, he saw what the Athenians worshipped. They worshipped this God whom they did not know. They worship this God whom they did not know. What did Paul now tell them? He tells them, let me introduce to you this God that you worship you don't know. Then now, he explained to the Athenians that the God who is worthy to be worshipped, this God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who even made the boundaries of the nations, and this God is a self-sufficient God. God, he doesn't need me God doesn't need you, but he loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you so that you may know him. For what it goes, Because he created us to worship him. He pointed them that this God is the only one who is worthy to be worshipped. Then in verse 30 and the 31, shall we read verse 30 and 31? The Bible says, Acts chapter 17, 30, 31. Truly, these times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day, on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, he has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Amen. Now, Through these days, these times of ignorance, God overlooked. What does that mean? Briefly, this is in connection with the the revelation of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus Christ came on earth, we were in ignorance because we're in darkness. The message was only revealed to the prophets that the one that God revealed to them, this coming Messiah. Now, when Jesus Christ came into this world, this message is for everybody. So, we, we, we no longer live in times of ignorance anymore. Because Jesus Christ has been revealed to us. That whosoever now believes in him will have what? Everlasting life. Therefore, now he is calling all men everywhere to do what? To repent to come into realization that the only thing that is worthy to be worshipped is Jesus Christ and is the only way to God. So he is inviting all men everywhere to come to Jesus Christ, to repent, and then we will have everlasting life. Because God has appointed the day on which he will judge this world. And he has given us assurance by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. There's a judgment that is coming. And the only way we can escape that judgment is accepting Jesus Christ. The world will be judged because we all sinned. We all sinned. We can go back to the basics when Eve and Adam sinned. We all sinned because we all carry that DNA from Eve and Adam. We all carry that DNA. It froze in our blood. And the only one who can take away that is Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can save us from that. Now, here's the challenge to us. I want to leave you with us this morning, uh, this afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's 12. So, if God can save the son of witch doctor, he can save you too. It doesn't matter the background where you come from. It doesn't matter what you have done. That's the reason why Jesus Christ came. To find that which is lost. And therefore, if you just do that, you just surrender your life to Christ, God will give you everlasting life. God will give you peace. God will give you fulfillment. God will will give you satisfaction. You're not going to search anymore because Jesus Christ is He's the only one who is worthy to be worshipped. If God can change, can rewrite the story of a son of witch doctor. I never knew that I can even be here today. But I'm here sharing this word, God's word with you. Because of what God has done in my life. Because God has changed my life. All you need to do is to say, here I am God. And then God will walk with you in this journey. Uh, When we read God's word in the book of uh, Romans, chapter 10, uh, verse, verse 13, the Bible says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If only today you can call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Now, here is the other challenge that I have for us who have already accepted Jesus Christ. In the same book of Romans, in the same book of Romans, chapter 10, the Bible continues to say, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So now that's a mandate to us as believers, to go out and share the gospel. To those people who have never heard this gospel, to those people who are yet to accept Jesus Christ, those people who are still worshiping things that are not even worthy to be worshipped, people are dying out there. It's our duty as Christians also to pass it on, to pass on what God has given us. Then to you who have never accepted Jesus Christ, if you are here today, I can assure you that God loves you so much. And that's the reason why he died for you on the cross. That you might have everlasting life. Will you make that decision today to accept him as your Lord and personal savior? It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter how many sins you have committed. Jesus Christ is able to save you. If he can change the life of the son of which doctor, he can change your life. If he changed the life of Paul, who was killing Christians, he can change your life. God does not count the sins that we have done. When we go to him, we repent our sins, he says he forgives us. As east is from the west, he removes our sins. As white as snow, he washes us. That's what he promises us in the Bible. Have you found Jesus Christ? And if you have found Jesus Christ, you have got a mandate to go and share with others. Shall we pray? Father, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for saving us, Lord. God, I pray that if there's anyone who is still struggling, my God, to to understand the simple message of the cross, Lord, you just say, we are sinners. Indeed, Lord, we can testify on our own, that we are sinners. And now when we come to realization that there's a solution, there's a remedy for that, looking on the cross, Lord, we understand that God, we have hope, and we believe that our sins are forgiven. I pray that you may enlighten the mind of that person, that today's the day he he or she will come on his knees, Lord, to say, here, I am God. I don't understand it, but I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask your forgiveness, and I believe that only you can save my life. Now, God, for us who have accepted you, give us the burden, my Father, to those who are lost, that will go out with boldness, my God, sharing the gospel to those who are lost. Now, bless us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. God bless you. Again, thank you for checking us out online. If you have never been to one of our services, it would be such an honor to have you as one of our guests. If you have made any decision today, our staff would love to celebrate with you. Would you please email us at info at oasislv.church.